0: dark
1: hey chev long time no see (laughs) yeah i thought you were gonna respond
0: (laughs) i saw you yesterday
1: oh yeah that's true well you know what i mean in the context of right in the context of magic it's been a whole week not much happens really um over the holidays and all that.
0: No, it's,
1: re- it's actually been two weeks. If you think about it, I know time doesn't flow normally anymore. That's
0: true. Time is a concept. Time we Construct? live in a society it is in fact a concept. It's Someone a concept. came up with the idea a... of time, and we all kind of ran with it.
1: Yeah, I mean it makes sense, but who knows? This is all just a simulation, so it doesn't effing matter, okay? True. So. But um, in that time, there's been a lot of things that have happened, and you know that here. On the ringers After Dark, we're we're here to talk about only the most important topics.
0: Right, we are journalism at its finest.
1: Like peaceful parenting, and when you're supposed to put your kids in a timeout, mm-hmm. which is always. And by
0: that I mean demons. We have a lot of banned and restricted announcements that we have to go over. Oh, that's what you mean. Yes. Are these formats? Are these formats, Commander Julian? No, none of
1: these formats are commander. Oh. Because why am I here? We've established many times. The rules right, you, better, very you better bring us up to, to speed.
0: Pretend I don't know anything about these formats.
1: A pretend? <laughs> well, before I bring you up to speed, I want to bring the listeners up to speed and just say that if they like what we're doing and they want to support us, there's two main ways that they can do that. Either go on over to patreon.com slash hexdrinkers, support us there, uh, get a bunch of excellent reward tiers and uh, goodies and stuff, or you're playing Magic, you're going to buy Magic cards anyway, uh, click the TCG... Affiliate link, the TCG Player affiliate link in the uh, description of this episode to uh, buy your cards from TCG Player, and we will get a little kickback from that. So, if you want to support us, those are the two best ways to do it. But of course, you're here to talk, hear us talk about formats that Chev has no idea about. Yep. So, I today, guess I'm here for that too. You are here. I am forcing you to be here. So, today is January 25th, 2022. Mm hmm. Last Thursday, January twentieth, twenty twenty-two, there was a banned and restricted announcement, and I really, I, I need them to not being like, oh, banned and restricted. Nothing ever gets restricted. That's literally like a vintage thing. Nothing has been restricted in like <laughs> literally twenty years, I think. So let's just call it banned. But yeah, BNR announcement for Popper. Um, mm-hmm. That was actually initiated by the new Popper Format Panel or the PFP, which sounds like a an acronym from I'm like getting triggered because uh, work, but um, so from, from the environment. <laughs> no, it just sounds like an acronym that would be used. A government in my acronym, work. <laughs> it, and, yeah, just it, just <laughs> stupid things. Um, but yeah, so the the popper format panel, um, who, I don't really know most of the people on there except for Gavin Verhey, but it sounds like they know what they're uh doing, and this ban announcement I think is a very good step in the right direction for for popper. Mm-hmm. So there's three cards banned, a tog. Which we will discuss because I think people don't actually even know what this card is. <laughs> or if you play Popper, you do, obviously, but uh, Bonder's Ornament and Prophetic Prism.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So, first off, let's talk about Bonder's Ornament because, Chev, you at least know what that card is.
0: I do know what a Bonder's Ornament is. It's, yes, it, uh, it fits that nice space that's common due to um, the way commander deck rarities work, which basically is. If a card is in all Commander decks that come out at a given time, like Commander 21 or 20, um, the card will be at common rarity. If it's in, I think, like, more than one deck, but not all the decks, it can be an uncommon. And then if it's in just one deck, it's a rare or mythic. And that that usually holds true. So that is the system that got Bonders Ornament into the popper format. Bonders Ornament is a three-mana mana rock, tap for any color, tap four in it to draw a card.
1: Well, technically each player who controls a permanent named bonders ornament draws a card. True. So there is some there's some politics there and there is I guess if you were playing like if you and your playgroup went out and bought that set of precons. cons mm-hmm. There could be then some you have a little there. bit of fun. I think they were from
0: but, C20 originally. The uh the uh, Ikoria ones.
1: That sounds right. Yeah. Oh yeah, bonders cuz that's like an Ikoria thing. Yeah, so I I th- that's an interesting topic that could maybe be even be its own thing is is how do we address the rarities in commander decks? Um mm-hmm. mostly just affecting things like pauper, but also PDH. Yeah. I feel like there are some there are some cards that it's like like um Oh, sorry, that's an MH2 card. Never mind. That's a whole other beast that is... <laughs> it's it's usually with format. lands,
0: right? Land cycles, whenever they come out with a new commander land cycle, those are going to be common, like Command Tower, Path of Ancestry, Forge of Heroes, um, I think Study Hall. All of those yeah. guys are common lands, and they are uh, f- far above and beyond the normal type of lands you get at common, uh, especially in PDH, which we'll, we'll talk about PDH more another time, but there's definitely, like, there's a power difference when you're a common because of... Uh, specific rules about what makes you common or when you're common due to power level. Yeah,
1: exactly. So anyway, Bonner's Ornament, one of the premier decks in the format is a version of Tron. So Tron, of course, Chev, you know what Tron is, yes? Tron lands, we love them. Tron lands, exactly right. So Tron, usually a modern sort of thing, but there is actually a Tron, uh, which actually Mm -hmm. their top end is Ulamog's Crusher because that is technically a common. Yeah, this deck's been
0: around for a long ass time. Yes, I played Popper for a, a hot minute using, um, what is it? The uh, I played Hexproof Popper, um, whatever that little slippery Boggle is, and then all kinds of enchantments. It was beautiful. But my roommate back in college played uh, Tron, probably five six years ago. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. Tron Tron has existed for a while a in Popper, and it's it it goes back and forth between being top of the meta, tier two ish. But right now it has been top of the meta, and the Bonner's ornament basically allow even though right technically tron is like you have seven mana on turn three but it's all colorless mana well mm-hmm. when you have something like a bonner's ornament one you never run out of gas because you always have a million mana so you can just easily draw cards with bonner's ornament right and it's just gives you any color of mana so now you can splash literally everything in the format which you know is it's popper but it's commons but it's like if you're playing Something for eight mana that has three different colors, but you can play it easily. Like it's just going to be that much more powerful than mm-hmm. other random things that people are doing. So Bonner's Ornament, um, probably a good call. And and similar to Prophetic Prism, which is one of the other banned cards. It's just I like that they're they're trying to keep things from being able to do whatever they want. So Prophetic Prism, the other other another card that was banned, also an artifact, uh, two mana, uh, replace replaces up when it enters, it draws a card. So already basically no cost in deck building mm-hmm. except for mana. But once again, Tron, a million mana doesn't matter. And then it has one tap add one mana of any color. So this is something that we've talked about <clears throat> in commander is yep. just these decks that there's no recompense for playing all five colors, you know. Mm-hmm. They can just splash whatever you have they want. None of the
0: restrictions that the color pie usually will offer.
1: Yeah, exactly. So they so and and we saw this with uh, Arkham's Astrolabe in Modern, and I think it actually got banned in Legacy, too, um, which was similar to Prophetic Prism, um, but it was just, it cost a single snow mana as opposed to two mana, but it was allowing, like, you know, in Modern and Legacy, these very fast trim formats, you could literally play four or five colors easily, and every deck was doing it. So I think these are both two good hits just to um, stop the greed, really, and also, obviously, take Tron down a peg. This, This last one is also a very interesting one. And this is Atog. Chev, do you know what Atog does?
0: Yes. Atog is a small little red creature. Um, the specifics, like its mana cost, are two, and it has power one, toughness two, and it has the ability to sacrifice an artifact, and it gets plus two plus two until end of turn.
1: Yes. So, another deck that has been around in in, in several formats, but in popper for, for a long time, is an affinity deck. So there are... Um, you know, obviously, affinity back when it was in its peak and standard was disgustingly powerful. Um, but in Popper, you know, you have things like Mirror Enforcer and Frogmite that uh, have affinity for artifacts. And yes, it's only a two-two and a four-four-four, but when you can play them for free, basically, and just go, 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 and then you have cheap draw spells like Thoughtcast. It's a powerful force. And then you have something like AtoG where this can sacrifice a bunch of artifacts, so if you are able to clear the way, you can just sacrifice all of your artifacts, plus you get access to, like, all the artifact lands, plus the new uh, bridge cycle from MH2, which are all artifact lands. Um, Once again, also, the fact that they're artifact lands, indestructible, and you can basically get all the colors you need.
0: (laughs) MH2, another, another... It's another a fold land cycle.
1: <laughs> another uh, yeah, another beast of um mh two. But so atog can if you can clear the way, you can just sack a bunch of things and hit someone for lethal. Um, right, and, also... it, and this
0: became more of a problem specifically after Val printed uh, wedding invitation, which is a two mana artifact that you sack and it gives a creature uh, unblockable basically, and you would win with that or fling most of the time. So you get your atog really big and then you just count to twenty and swing for lethal. Right.
1: Yeah, and, of course, Wedding Invitation, also an artifact. So Mm -hmm. you're like, oh, I would just like to play this. That draws you a
0: card on entry. (laughs) Yeah, it
1: it replaces itself. Um, Yeah, so unfortunately, ATOG is not a uh, vampire, so you're not going to be getting any lifelink on on that swing in case you needed to stabilize. And the other thing is that ATOG also is a a free sacrifice outlet, so if you decide that you want to play black which you very easily can in these decks because you have things like Prophetic Prism or the Bridges, um, mm-hmm. and you play Disciple of the Vault, you don't even need to go into the combat step. You can just sacrifice all your artifacts and drain your opponent out. So, Atog, although, well, seems like just a simple, nice little boy, even though he's very spooky to look at. Um, I feel like he was kind of like the the combo enabler of the art, the uh, Affinity Deck. Mm-hmm. And I would not be surprised if Affinity needs more bannings in the future, but I think that this is a good step in at least trying to make it more fair. And now, kneecapping both Affinity and Tron with these, uh, these bands, I think that hopefully that will kind of bring them down to some of the other decks in the format, um, like a variation of a Boggles deck or a Blue Tempo deck or whatever. Mm-hmm. All right, so that's Popper. I think we've said enough about that. Let's talk about the ban and restricted announcement that came out today, January 25th.
0: Where nothing are not breaking news.
1: Exactly. Yep. Um, there are four formats actually affected by this. Four? Yep. Oh, so all of the, yeah. Sneaky. All of the arena formats. Yeah, sneaky. Standard, historic, and alchemy. And also legacy. Let's talk about legacy real quick, just because this is the first one. Ragavan, the monkey, Banned.
0: I know I know nothing about legacy but I do love how Ragavan is legal in both that and modern and they're like you know what legacy the monkeys too scary um
1: I don't know exactly why it was banned only in legacy because from what I know in modern it's very strong there too uh, I mm-hmm. guess maybe it's probably just more prolific in, in legacy because some sort of blue red delver style deck Yeah is... yeah you have
0: access to more free counter spells and sneaky stuff
1: yeah, you have free stuff. Also, since everything is basically one or two mana in Legacy, Ragavan can basically always hit, steal, and then immediately play whatever you're, you get off the top right. of your opponent's deck. Um, and stupid monkey. I guess also yeah, it's also just easier to protect because of the amount of, of free counters. So I think I don't know blue blue red it, blue red X Delver has always been like the best or one of the best decks. So I don't think taking, uh, taking its combination of threat plus card advantage plus mana advantage away is a a bad move. Um, You know, you could take something away like Delver, but it's like Delver is literally just a threat that's like sometimes usually just a one-one. Murktide Regent is really strong in that deck, but it's like that takes some setup. And once again, it's Mm -hmm. just a threat. You can kill it very easily. Um, And then they're not going to ban Obviously, they're not going to ban, like, the... St- it's not like they're going to ban, like, Force of Will or Brainstorm. Right, right, Storm. the things
0: that have kind of, you know, done, quote-unquote, okay. I don't think any any format really loses anything by losing Ragavan. Like, it's a cool design. It's somewhat interesting. I like the idea of, like, a monkey sneaking out and stealing, but it probably is just a little too good for its own good.
1: I And once again, MH2, very
0: pushed, and we are, you know... We, we as a whole, love it for what it's given to other formats... But there are definitely some problem cards, right? Like when you push everything to that degree and you have that interesting of a design space, there are going to be failures. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah.
1: Well, I mean, we saw it with MH One. I think <laughs> I think Wizards has accepted. They're like, we are going to go all out, and then when things start to break, then right, one we're or gonna, two things are probably we'll bring, gonna be too much. <laughs> we'll bring in the uh, we'll bring in the gorilla glue or the monkey glue, I guess, you know, so that we can fix the the broken vase. <laughs> all right. So that's Legacy. It'll be interesting to see how things shake out there, just because. I feel like Legacy is always bouncing on the edge of a knife, yeah. but um, also not enough people play it for things to really get broken. I guess mm-hmm. there's not that that brain trust of something like a standard. Um, next, let's talk about Historic, just because this is also pretty simple. Uh, memory lapse uh, was suspended once again. I, the suspension system, just just make it banned or not banned. Like you don't need to be like, hey, we're gonna sit you on the bench and then we might eject you for the game. It's like just just ban it or unban it. Memory um, lapse just a counterspell. Blue decks are really good in historic uh mm-hmm. because Wizards was like, "Hey, let's print a lot of busted blue cards into, well, one standard, which we'll talk about, but also
0: the mystical historic archive, right? With
1: yeah. the yeah, with the mystical archive. Um there's already like three or four other Cards from the mystical archive better banned. <laughs> that I think all are blue. Like brainstorm. Yeah. Time well, work. some
0: came in pre-banned, right? Like some cards from the mystical archive. They're like, all right, this is too much for historic, and they replaced them. But are you talking on top of that? I'm talking on top of that. I, i'm The pre-banned ones. Honestly, I
1: don't even know if any of the blue ones were pre-banned. Like the the ones they pre-banned. Wasn't well, counterspell?
0: Like, or is counterspell legal?
1: Oh, uh, counterspell. Yeah, I think mm-hmm. you're right. Yeah. Um. Yeah. But but it was it was like demonic tutor, uh, lightning bolt, and like swords to plowshares. And I'm like, bro. Yeah. I would love a lightning bolt or a swords to in this whack format like yeah so anyway memory lapse whatever sure it's fine and then uh teferi time raveler has been rebalanced and unbanned we'll talk about rebalancing in a second because alchemy now that we now that we are a digital card game in Mm -hmm. in in the year of our lord 2022 we can do that um I, i don't like this we'll get to it But yes, Teferi Time, Lever is now back on the menu, assuming you play with the the quote-unquote new and, well, not new and improved, because theoretically this is a nerf, but eh.
0: Yeah, so all all the abilities are worse, right? Like, it is most certainly a nerf, um, but whether or not it's enough of one is, I guess, really the question. Yeah. So I think, what, the mana cost went up by one, but I guess the loyalty also went up by one. We'll, we'll
1: we'll we'll get okay. we'll get to Teferi when we talk about sure. the the changing. So Let's let's hit uh, standard real quick because I know you you really love some
0: standard, Jeff. So so one thing I want to briefly point out, I think it was brought up by um, Saffron Olive on on Twitter was some of the wording, uh, specifically referencing the unbanning of um, Teferi and the rebalancing was uh, uh, along the lines of um, it mentioned. Don't worry, just because he's getting unbanned and nerfed we won't take back the wild cards uh we we took we won't take back the wild cards that were given out when he was originally banned and that language has since been changed on the website i believe because i can't find it now but it was like the fact that you know that statement was something that was like hey you know just so you know don't worry we won't take back the wild cards just because this card is like i don't think anyone assumed that was a possibility
1: (laughs) that is a big freaking yikes
0: so I was oh like, boy. oh okay. Um I'm I'm
1: staying away. <laughs> that's Yeah, that's a yikes. That's a that's a that's a bigger fish to fry. Hmm. In when a we different get to rebouncing, that's the one I one. can offer
0: real opinions on. All right, but get through right. the boring stuff, Julian.
1: Standard. Chev, you don't know anything about standard.
0: I know Alrin's Epiphany. Um one of the cards that was banned was very good. Um and I also know some about the other cards but from Months ago, I haven't. I've I've been a hermit when it comes to arena for probably the last three months now.
1: That's fair enough. I I have not played standard in probably three months, mm-hmm. but I've been following it, and I played enough of it beforehand. And hint, it hasn't really changed. <laughs> so, so uh we'll see. But um, yeah, they got rid of Allen's Epiphany. It, it's about time that card has been causing problems since even before last
0: rotation. Um yeah, these are old cards when it comes down to it. They're like early 2020.
1: Yeah, so so Aldrin's Epiphany, yeah, Aldrin's Epiphany was banned, Faceless Haven was banned. Those are both from Kaldheim, and then Divide by Zero was banned. That's from Strixhaven. Aldrin's Epiphany, the the blue red generally the blue red decks, but just blue in general has been very powerful in the last in this standard in the, in the previous standard. Um Aldrin's Epiphany is just it, it's a combination of like very good was enabled mm-hmm. by just all the good blue control and tempo tools. And then also, um, you could often get it where you're chaining multiple uh, time walk effects. And time walks are just not fun. As yeah, someone who likes to time. play blue and 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 has played many uh, a variation of time walk in my day, it's not fun. Uh, and uh, people don't like it when you play them against them. And when I play them against other people, I feel bad, honestly. <laughs> so it's about time that we just like they have they have made other bands a- around the issue, and I think it's good that they're now just extracting Alden's yeah. Epiphany from the format. It would still be in for another nine months, you know, because rotation <laughs> is next September. It's like we just don't need to deal with that. Exactly. Um, Divide by zero. This is an interesting pick for someone who looks at this because Divide by zero is just two and a blue for an instant. And then you return target spell or permanent with mana value one or greater to its owner's hand. So can't hit tokens, also divide by zero, blah, 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 it flavor. Um, but you can also snipe something off the stack because you can return target spell. But then you also learn. Now, the thing with this is that since the blue decks were already so good and standard is just so powerful, when you're playing something like this, just the tempo of being able to like someone spends five mana on a goldspan dragon or someone spends seven mana on a whatever, you know? Yeah. And you can just get it for for two mana or even less if you have like a reduction effects. Um Right,
0: but while it's on the stack too. Like this isn't even it played it got an effect. This is like, okay, just just pass that back real quick. <laughs> Take a rewrite. Right,
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. If if something has like an ETB, you can just mm-hmm. pop it back real quick if, you know, if something needs to sit around, you can wait or if if you were tapped out or whatever, you can wait and then just get it. So it's the tempo was just too strong, especially with everything around it. And then the fact that it's got learn tacked on it too is that now all of a sudden these tempo control decks would have this, and then they would be able to get either usually environmental sciences, sciences, which gives you a bit of life, just helps them stay longer, mm-hmm. help you know drags the game on, and also gets them another land so that they are fixing slash you know just having more mana. Um or it was getting things like mascot exhibition, where now all yeah. of a sudden we I have I have successfully controlled to the late game, now I have mascot exhibition, and it's just like what are you gonna do about this? Now my board is completely full. So the just the utility in the like basically every deck was playing four divided by zero if you're playing blue. Same thing with Aldrin's Epiphany. It's just too easy. And the mana disparity of like I'm gonna get all this value for relatively cheap and negate your play that was six or seven yeah. mana too much.
0: So uh, one question sorry. I have using my, my thinking hat is, specifically with Divide by Zero, you're returning target spell uh, to its owner's hand as opposed to necessarily countering. Is there anything specific about because we saw a couple cards from Val come into Standard um, that had can not be countered triggers or, or abilities, I mean. So is there any like tech with that, kind of enabling Divide by Zero to be more powerful than it was really meant to be?
1: I don't know. I it- I don't think there's enough can't be countered things, although Hullbreaker Horror is a very powerful card in Standard, and that technically can be. I'm thinking more
0: Lear Disciple of the Drowned, the, the five mana all spells can't be countered card that kind of allows you to get around these kind of things.
1: That's actually a really good point. Lear is. Yeah, Lear is very powerful, is seeing a lot of play in Standard mm. and uh, Alchemy. And honestly, I wouldn't be surprised if it, in Historic, too. And yes. Also, just with Lear being able to double divide by zero is really frickin' obnoxious. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh and learn twice and, and all that crap. So yeah, that's definitely uh part of it. <laughs> o- honestly, a lot of those decks have moved away from playing counter spells, especially if they're mm-hmm. playing Lear and are right. playing things like divide by zero, uh fading hope, which is another bounce spell. So yeah, yeah, good good call. And then the last ban is Faceless Haven which is sort of innocuous. It's just a snow land and then you can tap a uh, three snow to make it become a, a four, three. Um, and attack. It so it's a, it's a man land. Okay. Uh, I think the thing, the thing with this is that there's kind of two main camps in standard right now. There's the aggro decks, which almost function like mid range decks just because things are so resilient and good in standard. And then there's the tempo control decks, basically blue, uh, or blue-red, and then I think some Esper, and then there's basically mono-white and mono-green in the uh, aggro decks, and those are both um, mono-colored, so they can afford to play all Snowlands and play Faceless Haven, so not only are you playing a bunch of powerful, you know, things like Luminarch Aspirant in white, the Seagist in green, etc., but you also just have Faceless Haven, which say another deck has a a sort of sweeper or is able to pick things off, you can just now all of a sudden activate Faceless Haven and get in there for, I mean, four damage is a lot. It's 20% of your life total. And this thing has Vigilance and it has... um, Oh, it doesn't actually have haste, but whatever. Um, (laughs) So I I, I always just assume it had haste, but um, I guess I'm just super good with my sequencing in terms of playing Faceless Haven. So I think this is a ban, one, just because uh, those decks are, are very consistent and having this is just... It's kind of just an extra smack in the face. But also now that they're really, or hopefully kneecapping a lot of the, uh, the blue control decks with Divide by Zero and All Run being gone, um, Faceless Haven has got to go from the other aggro decks because those would
0: just be far too powerful. So that's what's going on in Standard. All these changes seem good. I don't think there's very many, like this, this hits all the cards that Magic Twitter has been bringing up to someone who's not actually following the format at all in these last few months.
1: I think this is I think this is the medium road. It's a lot better mm-hmm. than I thought. I was kind of expecting I I almost was expecting a well, Kamigawa's coming out in like 2 weeks. Right, right. Like, we'll like, see how the meta way, develops. We've wait seen that and line see what before. goes on. <laughs> yeah, we've seen it far too often. I, I appreciate this, especially since these cards have all been in for a year Close now. to a year L- now. Yeah. Of, of, yeah Besides strictly saving, which year. was
0: the spring set last year, so that came out in April. So that's yeah, been in still there for a, long for a little time. bit less.
1: Time, time now, now with um, arena and stuff. Time is like super. Yeah, it, it flows way faster. So this even divide by zero has been here for basically ages. Um, but yeah, I'm happy they did this. I really think that still though, there are a lot of cards in standard that if they really wanted to try and make it like a really great, like a great, like I think it will be better with this. But I think if they wanted to make a great format, they could just. I don't like banning, but it's like if you're gonna print all these busted cards that are just doing stupid things mm-hmm. and like overpowering the meta, I think you just gotta really just go for it. So I, you know, I think there's probably another three cards that they could ban easily to, you know. Yeah, I mean, I think it's and...
0: I think it's what approach they want to go with now. Now that we know there's been changes to the the organized play, uh, maybe they're not permanent, but they seem like they're kind of taking root as. We're seeing paper magic shift a little bit more casual. So if digital magic is where you're going to be seeing the tournaments, the uh big things, I, I think it's okay to put your foot a little bit more on the gas pedal when it comes to changing formats up. Like I think about other, you know, large games um that have the online presence that try to do meta shifts a little bit more frequently, with the idea of you're switching up the format in a sense too. It's not just like this card is busted and needs to get out. It's like we have a tournament coming up. We want to see what people can do. Let's let's move some things around, which might be what they're trying to do with alchemy. Um, we'll get into that a little bit more. It seems very specifically what they're trying to do with alchemy. But being able to do that with standard too, with bannings, like you have the ability and if you're a little less stingy with the wild card giving out that would occur with a banned card, uh, it seems like something you could take advantage of more frequently.
1: Yeah, so let's talk about alchemy because you know I'm still Ciara... Uh, see our, our New Year's resolutions, you know I'm still on that Alchemy's going to replace Standard, like, for real, for real. Mm-hmm. Um, especially since, like you are saying, Standard is basically... Uh, we just read today that, like, basically Star City is, like, giving up on, like... I don't yeah, think they're so, doing tournaments anymore. They're, well, yeah, so Star they're City's
0: like... still putting on some tournaments and stuff. Um, At least it, it sounds like their... their division of, like, tournament-based coverage or, like, Premier Magic content talking about like the best upcoming strategies and standard and like that kind of stuff the the scg uh premiere stuff because i know there's like that premium membership for a while that is going away in favor of more casual articles and that sort of thing um just due to the fact there's less tournaments going on there's less people that are buying the uh star city subscription and that sort of stuff because there's less tournaments to prepare for so it's like why why am i preparing (laughs) what am i preparing for and so there's been a shift from there i think they said something like they were running their um editing department at a loss the last 2 years thinking like yeah. you know this this would be this would be okay but we're starting to see the real shifts due to of course the pandemic plus magic's kind of take moving away from organized play which i mean i don't know really like what what else could be done besides wait and hold for the last 2 years it, it wouldn't have been you know a positive effect but it's still a it's a development
1: <laughs> yeah yeah that's for sure so anyway alchemy our mm. final format, no bans or unbans, because Quote, with alchemy, yeah, we just we just change things. I think that's right, right? They don't they don't actually have anything banned. I guess things in standard that have been banned remain banned in
0: alchemy. I I don't know how the standard list works with alchemy. Um, I I th- actually no, that's not true because no, well. No, it it is not true because divide by 0 is a card God that's being adjusting. banned in standard uh, and it's just being um, adjusted in alchemy. Yeah. So okay. I I've got some opinions on this, Julian. I want to hear I want to hear your take first cuz I know you are more connected with alchemy while my my take is more just on the the mechanic of dealing with these cards this way as a whole.
1: All right. Well, I got things that I could say about probably First, let's talk about the they changed one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. They changed eight cards from AFR. Generally, mm-hmm. that have to do with the venture mechanic. Right. Um, whether that's either... Some of them, it's like, oh, they took one off the mana cost, adjusted some stats um, in
0: general... They mostly made dungeons better. All of these they, changes they, are trying to enable a dungeon strategy.
1: They, th- I don't, I appreciate what they're trying to do. I like mm-hmm. this, like, oh, well, instead of just like buffing one card, what if we just buff like a bunch of cards so that this archetype that we want it to be a thing? Which, for people who don't know, venture has largely been a major, a major failure. Really, it was not even really a thing in in AFR limited, and it has there has been no venture in standard. The thing is, stand is so powerful, which means that alchemy is very powerful, um, and alchemy is even more powerful because there's a bunch of alchemy, uh, like alchemy-specific specific cards. cards. Yeah. This, I appreciate the effort, but this is not going to make it happen. Venture is still going to be like just looking at these cards. None of these cards being like dungeon descent, which is a land used to enter tapped, now doesn't enter tapped, and it used to cost four generic and tap. To venture into the dungeon and now only costs one in tap to venture into the dungeon this is still not going to be good enough this basically does nothing and the thing is that the dungeons themselves don't do enough mm-hmm. like dungeon of mad mage was the one that was the best but even that one is like sort of lackluster and it takes like eight ventures to get through it
0: yeah it's like you have this it, it's the the balancing of you know you have a game piece that people can't interact with how much value can that give and the, the, they, they leaned a little. This, this last year we saw a lot of cards being, um, with that activate only as a sorcery tacked on or activate only once per turn tacked on, we leaned a little um, to the correcting for super powerful cards, which I think is a, a good idea overall. But of course the mechanic that kind of grew from that was a little bit uh, hindered in a lot of ways. And since we probably won't see changes to the dungeons themselves, trying to do everything to make the cards a little bit more aggressive, um, make it more likely that you're going to venture and all that stuff, is probably the only approach available if they want to make uh, venturing viable.
1: Yeah. I mean, I appreciate that they didn't break venturing when they first made it, but I yeah. think they shot so low that I... I, to, to, to boost up these venture cards to the point that venture would be like a deck, I feel like you would just be busting the cards themselves as opposed to the mm-hmm. venture thing. So that's all I have to say. But there's like... What did I say? Like six or seven cards that they did like that.
0: Yeah, six or seven. And then some are just like straight up stat increases or or cost reducers around the Venture card, not really affecting the Venture mechanic. That seems to be happening a lot.
1: Yeah. One that I do like, and I think you might like, is um, Blood Rage Alpha uh, is a werewolf that does multiple things, um, but it was a 4-3. It is now a 4-4. Even Mm -hmm. though this is only an additional point of toughness, I think this is actually a very uh, good change because there is a, a lot of removal in the format that can do three damage. And mm-hmm. honestly, not that many. There, there is some, some widely played cards that uh, can do four or five damage, but really not that many. There's maybe only like one, two options, whereas like literally everything in the format can deal three damage. Plus just for blocking and stuff, this is better. Right. Um, and Werewolves is a, a deck that I have seen in Alchemy enough. It's not so just like to be a clear. To it is a wolf. It's not a it's not a werewolf, but it has synergy with werewolves. True. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so sorry, wolves slash werewolves. <laughs> that chunk of that chunk of cards uh, is actually a deck in in alchemy. Mm-hmm. It's it's, pr- it's fairly powerful. I'd it's say a it's wolf probably... that hasn't
0: been bit by a human yet. I think is how werewolves work. What? It's a werewolf. It's a wolf that gets bit by a human.
1: Okay. Anyway. Uh, I thought you would appreciate that werewolves are actually doing oh, I, things. Yeah, I I I appreciate
0: werewolves. They d- they didn't come out and force enough for uh, Midnight Hunt or Val. We got some good pieces. We're still going to try to make uh, <laughs> the werewolf deck work, but I'm glad to see they're thriving somewhere.
1: Yeah. Um divide by 0. got changed mm-hmm. uh basically you only learn if you are targeting something with converted mana value 4 or less. So like I was saying the fact that you can so cheaply uh bounce something and get an extra card especially if it's something that's like five six seven mana um just making I, honestly I feel like they could al- almost do if it was three or less uh, you only get to learn so this will still be a widely played card I think but this is mm-hmm. a step in the right direction um all right so now now we're getting to like the main the real main ones these are like wild like so one of the one of the most popular decks in um alchemy is the uh, mono red slash boros dragons deck uh, there's a card fearsome whelp it's a two mana one one that says um, at the beginning of your end step uh, all the dragons in your hand perpetually cost one less to cast so now all of a sudden you're casting time raised tyrants on turn three goldspan dragons on turn four um, they have changed it now they give it haste so it can attack for one uh, quick but now it triggers on the upkeep so you have to sur- have it survive for at least one turn which I think this is a nice little change um because oftentimes people wouldn't think to kill the fearsome welt because like you've already got theoretically like three or four man out of your hand reduct mm-hmm. reduced now it's like I'll just deal with the cards as they come down but if you can quickly pick this off then they won't actually get that uh reduction so plus like them being able to have these very powerful dragons super early is just a little disgusting <laughs> especially when they can like uh, when you know all of a sudden it's like turn five and they're like Here's a 4-4 four, four with haste. Here's another 4-4 four, four with haste. Congratulations, mm-hmm. you're dead. You know? So. Right. Um, Hallbreaker Horror. Uh, another a powerful card that I mentioned uh, from Standard. Uh, they just removed the, this spell can't be countered. So you can still, <laughs> you know, people were divided by zeroing it, but now you can also counter this. Uh, this is a card that honestly doesn't see like a ton, of ton of play because people aren't playing. It's not like people are playing it four ofs and some blue, de- not all blue decks are playing this either, but this is just a miserable card to play against. Mm-hmm. So being able to, you know, interact with it a little bit more. Yeah. Actually interact with it. like, it's got flash. So it's like, if you're tapped out, they can flash this in like at your end step or whatever and be done. And then obviously when it's down, it just does all sorts of stupid things with bouncing stuff and bouncing stuff off the stack. So being able to cleanly answer this now, um, is a uh, a good change, just because it's just so miserable to play against. And you would see yeah. it enough. But the paper versions still can't be countered, so see me at the EDH table. What's good?
0: Yeah, yeah. Uh, get through the rest of your stuff, because I have opinions.
1: Um,
0: Or were you planning cap- to go card by card?
1: I think, uh, let me just talk about like, Two more. They nerfed Inquisitor Captain, which is good. They just made it so that you can't, uh, like basically combo chain it. That's good. Mm-hmm. Those decks were annoying, um. Well, not annoying, but just like, it just kind of silly. Um, but welcome to digital mechanics. Uh, that's once again another topic. Um, I think probably the biggest one for me is Lear. Uh, Lear is just like super disgustingly powerful and also very annoying to play against. Um, Like I said, because when you just have all these good blue spells that just make it basically impossible for you you to play magic, like you're, 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 it's not stacks. You're playing magic, but it's like, okay, I would like to play a spell. Well, it's bounced. And also we're going to bounce your other thing that you played last turn. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, and you want to play a creature, but it actually makes two creatures. Well, it's okay because I can just play this doom blade and then play it again on my graveyard. So you don't have anything. Um, So uh Lear, they basically just said you can only uh flashback things on your turn, uh which is nice because basically, yeah like I said, like it's not like you play something, they bounce it, and now they have also just right everything there so that's good i, I like that they're taking down these blue controlish decks because they even though that's kind of like that's what I like to play like that's my I, that's my style it's just they were getting uh very annoying. Um, they made another a couple other nerfs to some of the major players in the format like sanguine brushstroke and town razor tyrant Um, but these are fairly simple you can read their rationale behind it I think it's it's all very reasonable Um, last thing is to fairy time raveler we will we'll see how this works now costs two white blue instead of one white blue Um, but it comes in with five starting loyalty I don't like that planeswalkers with a million loyalty have been like the scourge of Mm -hmm. not like the last year but Like, the two years before that, just because, like, Planeswalkers already do so much, and even if they're doing, like, just, like, incremental value, the fact that you just can't kill them and they just stay around and continue to do this, which then can prevent you from actually killing them, like, continue to prevent you from killing them, uh, is just whack. Um, And then the other, they changed the static ability from um, your opponents can only cast, like, things at sorcery speed, which, in a weird rules way, fucks with a lot of things. Uh, to only, they can't cast spells during your turn. So, a better. I, this card has still always been miserable to play against, and I think it's going to continue to, especially with Esper being a very powerful deck in the format, mm-hmm. even though we saw that some of that stuff just got nerfed. Yeah. All right, Chev.
0: Thoughts, so, feelings? My thoughts, feelings are, are there, there's two things, right? There's the one that's like the, always the elephant in the room with these kind of things, which is the arena economy. Um, where when a card gets banned in standard, you get wild cards for it uh, if it's, you know, a rare or mythic. Uh, but if a card gets nerfed, um, you don't get anything. And I think, I think we really have to accept that when you nerf a card, you're basically banning a card and making a new card legal, right? Like the card that previously existed um, is no good, as, especially for obviously the negative um, effects that are being brought onto these cards. And so it's like if you bought this card with a, with a uh, wild card you might not be playing it anymore. And so that's that's the argument that's always brought up. I think that's always true. Um, I think, you know, until we have a dusting mechanic, this economy is is really not that great. But my, my main point that I want to go on to is I don't like changes to cards that exist in paper. I think introducing alchemy, introducing alchemy-specific cards with digital-first mechanics, interesting, cool. Not for me, but a format that's fun. And changing those alchemy-specific cards... Makes sense to kind of keep up with the metagame, try new things. That just is a digital meta and I can get more on board with that than trying to change or push cards that exist in paper. Because now, of course, the alchemy version of the card is alone on the digital platform, different than the version of the card you have in standard. Um, you, You will get all copies... If a card gets changed in any way, you get double the copies. But it just makes it that much more confusing to deck build or anything when you have to think about two different copies of a card. Like, oh, well, that got changed, you know, three weeks ago. So now we need to think about that version. Uh, it's causing problems a little bit with Scryfall. Like, you know, we're all looking on that for tools. And, and now you're, you're, you're searching a card. And if you search, for example, the set call time, uh, you will get back both the changed version of All Runs Epiphany and All Runs Epiphany. Uh, we were kind of talking about this with the uh, some of the members of the PDH guys uh, when we we're talking about how to make the ban list for proper. Like, do we need to change anything? Because Scryfall now has to deal with these edited cards. Uh, and especially for cards that ch- got changed in a good way, like, that sucks, right? Like, think about wanting to make a dungeon-based commander deck. And they're like, well, you know, we want to make this mechanic better in other formats, but we can only do it digitally. So your dungeon's descent, that would be really interesting and i'm sure eric would love to play that in his mono green legendaries build like mm-hmm. now that's a really good card and you're gonna have discussions with people in casual tables like can i play the buffed version of this card and you have like multiple things with the same name and it kind of just gets super confusing or like um a lot of these cards that just got a little bit better and you're like okay well i'm stuck with the worst version um or as julian alluded to the cards that got worse, like Hole Breaker Horror, okay. So clearly the can't be countered was too much for it. But it still exists in paper. So it's like, it 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 leaves this idea, and maybe this is true, maybe it's not. But it leaves this idea that some of these designs were half-baked. So there is more room for wiggling in a digital client. And it, it just comes across as like a feel-bad, you know? Like this card could have been more powerful. Um, we were extra careful. And now we're changing it in a way that the vast majority of the decks that can benefit from it can't.
1: I mean, I agree. It, yeah, it's it's always a feel bad, uh, for sure. And it, I, I think it's two things, right? It's 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 a feel bad in in general. Either I wanted to play with this card and now it's not good, or this card that I mm-hmm. wanted to play with but wasn't, wasn't good enough has now been buffed, but I can't theoretically play right. it at EDH or whatever. And then the second one, of course, is just like the economy argument. Um, but I, I think the thing is that just. Wizards, for better or for worse, Wizards is very much picking their battles. Yeah. And I think they're basically saying, hey, we're going all in on the digital thing. So we're going to do digital things. And for the people who are invested enough to basically like the people who are invested enough to like really metagame and follow both Alchemy and Standard because theoretically they're both going to have formats or both going to have tournaments which we don't know, once again. <laughs> but, like, yeah. if, you, if you're if you that invested to follow both things, you'll just follow... You'll just know the differences, and you'll know what's good, and you'll know what's, like, what's the meta, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and then for everyone else, you'll just...
0: Figure it I out. I mean, I don't know, maybe, I mean, maybe, it just you increases only, maybe the only own... Which, which seems so against what Magic has been trying to do. Oh, yeah, no, last, it's like... super...
1: It's super... Well, it's a combination, right? Because it's, like, mm-hmm. now it's uh, it's more new player friendly because if something's busted or something, they can change it. Yeah, it can they be can, They can make these tweaks. But right. if you're actually trying to like follow it or you're like, oh, I really wanted to play uh, freaking Precipitous Drop, which is one of the random uh, venture cards that got buffed. It's like, but it's not good enough. Are you going to remember that Precipitous Drop is a thing and that like now it's changed so now it's better or whatever? Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know. So. Yeah.
0: It, but yeah, you bring I up think a good it's point. Just, like if, if you're coming into this maybe from Hearthstone, maybe from Legends of Runeterra, or, or those other digital games that can do nerfs more frequently, like, maybe you just come in at alchemy. Kind of like you said with the, the New Year's idea, you know, it, this format might make more sense to you and cards get adjusted more frequently, and that's where you're going to play, and then you're not playing standard. Like, maybe the idea is new players coming in aren't looking for that standard experience that they might have been trying to push for, since it's a lot easier to kind of build a digital game and adjust, as opposed to try and make all these standard sets good for beginning players to come into.
1: Yeah. I mean, I think the whole R&D and development process is a different fish to fry. Mm -hmm. Like you said, it's like, oh, were these things either half-baked because just the the R&D is no good or they didn't want to spend the extra money testing? Or or... there's more
0: cards coming out and they just have less time per person to try each new card.
1: That's for sure. Or like you said, did they want to just either try and push something. And then if it doesn't work or it's busted or whatever, we can just change it. Like, you know, is, is it like yeah. that kind of attitude? Uh, probably, probably a, a little bit of each of those points that we just stated. But, um, you know, I think, I think the biggest thing really is, uh, sorry, not the biggest thing. The other thing I want to say was, I'm wondering how much wizards is thinking about, the fact that, like you said, like that, because paper doesn't really exist anymore, like paper mm. magic, except for commander. Right. And I'm like, is wizards just like, well, either these cards, none of these cards are like crazy busted. So it's like commander's not going to be affected. Or, and I think this is something that if you, anyone who's listening, if you actually follow this stuff and you want to play with these cards, like, I think you could have an interesting rule zero talk about, like, hey, can I use the buff alchemy version? Especially if it's like if it's like your venture deck and people are yeah. like, Yeah, we don't mind you like like um, you know, Triumphant Adventurer got changed from a one one to a two one. We don't mind you just taking a pen and just being like, This is two. a two. Like huh? you know, yeah. I mean that's I. it depends on what card and obviously what sort of things, but mm-hmm. if that's something you want to do, that could be an interesting uh rule zero discussion.
0: Like, yeah, I like doubt we, wizards we,
1: was thinking that way, but
0: I, I mean, I don't know. So I think, you know, we uh, last year saw a lot of talk about Rule Zero, right? Because as there was, you know, the change to spell table magic and all that things, you're playing a lot more with pods that you might not have known. I mean, we, we stayed pretty isolated. We we branched out a couple times, each of us, you know, to different groups and stuff. But the yeah. idea of how much power Rule Zero actually needs to hold in a casual commander game is a lot. And so I think with, with things like this where cards are getting buffed and maybe you need to have this conversation or uh, just like cards changing and maybe not the design fully being realized or thought out uh, when the card gets released. I think maybe it's leaning too much on the casual nature of Commander, kind of bending that stick. Hopefully we don't see it break, but it's like, okay, if a card is a little bit too powerful and we have to nerf it um, in online formats, something like Holebreaker Horror, uh, you know, removing the argument, well, you can have four of in this deck or whatever. um, It's only one in a hundred cards. So... Even if we make a card that's slightly too powerful, it's not more powerful than other cards in Commander. So we're, we're kind of okay, and we can adjust it digitally as we need to. And the format can kind of eat up more pushed cards until, well, you know, every card is pushed. But that's that's kind of just been this slow, ongoing roll with Commander anyway. Um, so I, I'd be a little bit afraid of that. Like, okay, let's make cards too powerful up front. And then, you know, worst that happens, two of them get into Commander and get a little silly and we have to ban them. But... Commander doesn't see bans frequently, so yeah. that kind of that kind of like glut of assuming the format can kind of eat up these more powerful cards that are then changed digitally, it only works for so long. You can only use that tactic so many times.
1: Yeah. I I agree with that. I think unfortunately the the commander tolerance and also just mm-hmm. kind of how Uh, Right, because
0: if a card's too powerful, you can just rule zero it out. You know.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Well, yeah. I think. I think. Well, I also think. I just when you have when you have a format that has like basically every card ever, I think the the what what it can hold and what it can sustain is a lot. So it's like how many years of busted alchemy cards and and weird change you know things that get printed in standard and stuff that are busted that get changed. um, Do you need before commander breaks? Um, Probably a lot. I think one last interesting thing. Would be, and obviously it depends on the card because once you get, you know, freaking digital mechanics, but it's like, would you want to try and, or would any play group want to try and rule zero? You can proxy an alchemy card and you can play it in your commander deck. Like, if you really want that sanguine brushstroke,
0: yeah. I don't know. I. So yeah, I think I think that's that's a different conversation about like what digital mechanics can technically work in paper, right? And something mm-hmm. like conjuring a card onto the battlefield or hand are a lot more likely than well, seeking could technically work if you had a spell book. Um, I'm thinking more perpetually is the only one that really hundred percent cannot work. I, I think you can you can use like sticky notes or something weird um, to. That's to what make I was it, thinking. But, yeah, <laughs> like, like to, um, to reduce the cost, but I just. I think that's too much. I think the reason, and we've kind of gone into this before, I think the reason that digital mechanics work is because they're digital and because the computer is supposed to be doing all that sort of thought for you. And you add that to the already complex Commander format where you're even trying to get new players in paper to play Commander first, but there are so many cards, so many interactions, so many things. You add like conjuring cards into existence and needing to kind of just know off the top of your head what that is, as opposed to an arena. When you hover over a card, it'll just show you what card it makes. Like, that's a lot. That's a much larger barrier to entry.
1: Oh, yeah. I mean, yeah, definitely. But I don't know. Yeah. Like, like you said, there's like Sanguine Brushstroke, you know, it it just conjures a blood artist. Mm -hmm. It's like, well, you can just have the card blood artist and just keep it with your tokens. Right. And then just boom, pop it onto the field. But yeah, things that like seek are a little bit harder and the perpetually like I'm just thinking of like a, there, you know there used to be cards that were like oh when this comes in like name a card and then when you yeah. play that card like it has there have been a few like that with commander so you like write mm-hmm. on a sticky note and you keep it to the side and then like you can be like okay this is actually the card well it's like if I have a fearsome whelp and now all the dragons <laughs> in my hand are one less it's like okay I'm gonna write down like alright this dragon this one, dragon this dragon are one, or one yeah. less Jeez. but then it's like the next turn so it's like okay these are minus two and then this new one's minus one yeah it's there's some bookkeeping so
0: mm-hmm. it reminds know. me of that but, uh that classic card from Portal 2, I think, that gives a card plus two plus oh in horsemanship, period. <laughs> no until end of oh turn was ever yes. added to the Oracle text.
1: <laughs> yes. Um oh my god, uh Riding the Dilu horse. Let's go. <laughs> Let's go. What a meme. Yeah. But anyway, it's I don't know. Anyone listening, let let us know how you feel about that. Or maybe you've already had a rule zero discussion about these sort of things. Do commander players even know that alchemy is a thing? Do they know that this is a format that exists? I don't know. Stay safe. I guess we'll don't look into it. <laughs> I guess we'll see when we when we get the uh, the listening the listener numbers from this, and it's like no one listened to this because no one actually cares about these formats. <laughs>
0: <laughs> they were like and restriction announcement. Oop, that's not the uh, the commander rules committee right there. Yeah, I don't know. Card restriction in commander. You can only use one. <laughs> we should have just.
1: You can only play one forest. One basic forest. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be a great way to depower green, those bastards. Oh, God. All
0: right, I think, Yeah, I think that's, that's all I got. All right, I don't like I don't like the changing of cards that have physical counterparts because it's too confusing to keep of tra- the track of the versions and leads to feels bad. But alchemy is a format that cards built for alchemy go nuts with.
1: Yeah. I'm not mad about any of these changes. Mm-hmm. Except for the Teferi time level, I'm apprehensive. But I'm not mad about any of these changes, and I'm actively happy about most of them.
0: Yeah.
1: All right. Well, I know you're not going to be playing any of these, but I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to report back on some alchemy and some standard. Hopefully it's some, some uh, good stuff. Yeah, give it a and, little uh, look And in the meantime, uh, we'll just play Commander like we always do.
0: Damn straight. Time to go to bed.